and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we have two of the biggest movies of the weekend. weekend Actually, weekend. I think they are the they are. the two largest movies of the mm-hmm. weekend. The last numbers I saw, Venom made $80 million plus. And that's just domestically. I believe the worldwide opening put it at $200 million, mm-hmm. which means it doubled its budget in its opening weekend. And A which Star also is means Born... Venom 2. <laughs> yes, of course. And A Star is Born made, uh, when I was looking earlier today, $42 million plus. That's right where I saw it, yeah. So it's, it's a hit as well. So we have a, a lot Star to cover. A Star is Born did not cost an arm and a leg. No, I will, it didn't. I will guarantee you. I don't so, know the precise numbers on it, but like that was not any $260 million like, no. blow out there. So we're going to start first with Venom. Venom, the number one movie, and Venom is... You tell the story of Venom, because I don't know a lot about Venom, except that I want to see it. Well, this is a very loose adaptation of Venom. The character, If you know the character from comic books, he is a Spider-Man villain. Now, during the 90s, because of Venom's popularity, Marvel tried to make him more of like an anti-hero, kind of similar to the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um it was a very short-lived series. This feels like it's pulling from there. I, I they never mentioned specifically. It was called a lethal, lethal protector. I think was the name. Because I the got series. the impression from the trailer that he was kind of a good guy. Well, the catch about using Venom when you don't have Spider-Man in your movie is like you you either have this character that's just going around wreaking havoc on people, um, you know, robbing them and not really having anything redeeming about them, or you kind of, like you said, you have to make them kind of an anti-hero. Venom's not above biting someone's head off or, like, tearing off their limbs, but Eddie Brock in this particular iteration of the character um, is a a reasonable, um, I, I would dare say, kind or even reputable person. Not the case in the comic books. Eddie Brock was not a good person there. Here he is a um, a reporter... Um, of sorts, and he is he's trying to find, you know, the truth in this, that, or the other, and anytime Venom's just like, well, we'll, we'll bite their head off, and he's like, y- y- we can't, we can't do that, like, we just, we, I mean, maybe, maybe, if they're terrible, awful, bad people, maybe we can do it then, but that's, that's only maybe some of those times. Okay, so unlike Hulk and Bannister, who... Banner. Banner. Why did I say Bannister? Mm. I don't know. I actually know it's Banner. Huh. That bugs me that I made that error. But anyway, unlike them where it's not an active conversation when they're one or the other, correct? Venom and Eddie Brock are constant. It's almost a... uh, Do you remember the scene, I think it was in Two Towers, where Gollum is having a conversation with with himself? Of course. And it's it's switching the camera. It's very similar to that dynamic. Like... Mm -hmm. Uh, Eddie Brock is sitting there just going, oh, well, we shouldn't do that. And then you'll hear Venom coming in and he's like, we can do whatever we want. So and, how did he become Venom? Um, Venom is an alien symbiote from uh, another planet. And this, in this, it stemmed out of Secret Wars in the comic books. Um, as that did not happen in this universe, um, there is a exploratory space vessel that essentially uh, crashes and loses one of its uh, symbiotes. Mm-hmm. And eventually, this is the one um, that becomes the villain in it. Now, Tom Hardy has been investigating the guy that owns the company that is doing human trials with the symbionts. Um, 
he thinks that they can possibly merge and use these whenever they try to go to other planets. Mm-hmm. Um, he's assuming that like Earth eventually is going to become uninhabitable, and he wants to make sure that he and like you know a thousand of his richest friends <laughs> have got somewhere to go. Right. Um, the symbionts would hypothetically uh, allow him to do that. Now, one of his uh, friends um, has kind of let keyed him in on this place, saying they're doing terrible stuff. You need to check this out. You need to report on it. You need to get some. He gets in there, um, actually sees an individual he knows, breaks, tries to break them out of there. The symbiote who, um, it's almost like having compatible blood. Like hmm. if if I were to give you the wrong type of blood in a blood transfusion, your body would re- reject instance, it. I am A negative. If you reject I'm it. special. If you reject it, the, the, the problems can be fatal. Mm-hmm. And that's what was running. They were running into like the symbionts have to find a suitable host. If they do not, it can either end poorly for the human or the symbiont. Um, in this particular uh, instance, fatal for the human. Mm-hmm. But it finds its way over to Eddie Brock and finds that it's a match. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the two of them meet. I don't. I don't know if that's even the mm. pro- where he become joined. I guess that's that's the easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's venom because he's poisonous. I mean, I saw a lot of teeth. Um, that's honestly all of them. You have several different symbionts in the comic books, and with the amount of money that Venom has made, I will guarantee you that you are going to see more of them. Now, his most popular one, Carnage, um, does not appear in this movie they Uh did a very popular uh comic book series called maximum carnage where spider-man and venom actually had to team up against him um riot is actually the one that is the villain symbiote in this particular film Uh um i don't want to give it too too much away um there there are also multiple um after credit sequences in this, but there are allusions to what we will Multiple see. Multiple as in how many, and do we two. have to wait through the entire? Yes, you have to wait. There's one in the middle, and then there's one at the very, very end. Is it worth it? The first one is, the second one really depends on how into into the Spider-Verse you are. Okay, so due to the Insta success of this, not only do you see Venom 2, you see maybe Venom, Spider-Man, and other configurations i believe sony has um more or less tied live action spider-man to the mcu right now okay um with the success of this you may potentially see them revoke the the rights to the marvel universe um so that spider-man can appear in their universe like Mm -hmm. more or less what they did they farmed out spider-man to the marvel cinematic like the iron man um, Thor, though, th- so that he can interact with them. Venom does not take place in that universe. It's its own separate thing, and Sony has the rights to all of these Spider-Man, like Gwen Stacy can appear there, the Green Goblin can appear there, um, any any of the Spider-Villains. The only one they can't use right now is Spider-Man, because he is on loan to Marvel. Because the last time they made a Spider-Man movie, it lost money, and Spider-Man is the most profitable um, superhero IP in the world. Really? More, he is more profitable than Superman, more profitable than Batman. He is more profitable than the Avengers. And how did the movie lose money? 
the movie lost money. Like Spider-Man t-shirts, toys, action figures, oh. and all that. That didn't lose money. Because he can do whatever a spider can. And apparently it sells some merch. Yeah. Like that. that's what the spider does best. And like I said, when you're t- when I'm talking about like se- selling better, it's not like Batman, Superman, and the Avengers are like throwing a pittance here. Like as far as merchandise goes, they're making a ton of money. Spider Man is ridiculously popular everywhere in the world, and I think they realize, hey, we have what should be the most profitable possible IP, and we just made a movie that lost money. We obviously do Homecoming not... lost money? No, Homecoming oh. is Marvel. I'm talking about Amazing oh. Spider-Man. Oh. Oh. okay. Not mm. Amazing. Amazing Spider-Man 2, basically, that was... They, they were going to do their Spider-Verse there, mm-hmm. but it tops out at $200 million. Ends, oh. up doing, ends up doing $700 million worldwide, but keep in mind, this is a character that can sell more merchandise than Superman and Batman. Your character, if he's only making $700 million, and they spent like a, a bushel and a peck <laughs> on, on that, that movie. Like, it's, I believe, the third or fourth most expensive superhero film ever made. They, ju- they knew that they should be getting a certain return on that, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. So that was when the decision was made, okay, who, who does know what they're doing? Marvel. These guys definitely know what they're doing. They knew that Spider-Man gets a bump like as far as popularity by being able to play with the Marvel characters at large. And if Marvel is doing their film, like Marvel, whenever they did Homecoming, they didn't get like a ton of profit like off that. That was still Sony's property. Marvel is just the one that produced it, directed it, like wrote it. they put all the talent together and then put it out there on the condition Spider-Man can appear in our movies. Like, he can show up in Civil War. He can Mm -hmm. show up in Infinity War. We want him to do that. We will make you guys a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man's still your IP. It's similar to the the deal that they have with Universal. Universal still owns Hulk, which is the reason why you don't see Hulk in his own independent film. However, the deal is different when Hulk appears in, like, The Avengers, if he appears in Thor Ragnarok. Like, it... It's a different bit of the the participation, like share points, like mm-hmm. and the the end outcome and the money that they make. So Hulk and Spider Man are allowed to play in the Marvel universe, and Universal and Sony still maintain their ownership of those characters because at this point Marvel has made them worth millions of mm-hmm. dollars, and nobody in their right mind is going to let them buy that property from them to get the X Men back. Disney had to just go in and buy Twentieth Century Fox. Like that's the only reason. Interesting. That's the only reason the X Men are going to be back at Marvel. And I read that there's going to be a Black Widow prequel standalone. Finally, like I I don't know why that character. Like I'm not disrespecting Paul Rudd or Ant Man, but how did they not? How did it not occur to them that a black a movie about like a Russian double agent? Like it's, it's because it's Paul Rudd, and he's like everybody's best friend. It's like, I oh, guess. we got to give him the movie. But I'm just saying, like, how how would a a Marvel movie about like a Russian assassin, like, how how are they like? Nah, people won't watch that. Why would they? Now, no, she was in the what that Avengers movie. Did people like that? Oh, what, they did. One point five billion, huh? I get. It. Did they Maybe. like her in that movie? Like, what was, was that okay? about? I mean, she has different hair in each one of them. That's kind of a thing. Like, I just, I, I, I really never understood how Marvel, of all the properties that you have, like, sitting in front of you, a character that is a pretty integral part of Avengers, um, Civil War, 
Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, like all of this. They're not just like, maybe we should give her her own movie. Almost literally everyone else on the team has had that. Like Hawkeye and her. That's it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So I've also been reading regarding Marvel that after Avengers 4 comes out, for many of them, for, for the cast that we know as the Avengers, their contracts are up and they're going, yep. A lot of them are, are just kind of out and saying, I'm done. Like, if if any of you are on Twitter, uh, Robert Downey Jr. gave a what looks like a send-off to Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. It is a picture of Wo- um, uh, Buzz and Woody from Toy Story dressed up to look like Iron Man and Captain America. Um with uh, Chris Evans being uh, Woody in this one, it says, we all know who the real sheriff was in town, Chris Evans. And the, the caption on the photo that he's posted of this drawing says, uh, to Infinity War and beyond. Like, it's Aww. it's kind of touch. And Evans has more or less said, like, he's done at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't said that his character dies in the movie, but right. he said Infinity War, whatever Infinity War 2 is, like... They reputedly it's it's Avengers Annihilation, whatever that movie is, he's done. And what I'm also reading is they now want to present our current Avengers, much like Sherlock Holmes, much like James Bond, same character, different people. It is accepted to do that. I honestly, um, I think Marvel has such a deep, deep roster of characters you don't need to be doubling up like on, on them now I, I understand like there you've had multiple actors play james bond you've mm-hmm. had you've had several different actors play batman i'm not saying you can never recast them but if you want to continue the exp- expanded universe in the way that they have for the last 10 years mm-hmm. um when I say Batman, different people have different actors that appear under your head. Maybe you're Adam West. Maybe yours is Michael Keaton. Maybe yours is Christian Bale. When I say Iron Man... It's RDJ. There is only one name. Yeah. I. And I, I think you are just... You are, you are going to fight an uphill battle. I think similar to what happened with the Solo movie, mm-hmm. when you didn't have Harrison, Por- Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. By the Solo. way, Solo is a very good movie. Well, I'm again. Yeah. I'm not even yes. dogging oh, I on see it. That. Yeah. But one of the one of the caveats people had about that movie is it's not Harrison Ford, and it's not even because the movie's bad or the actor playing Han Solo. He just has to live up. Like when I say Han Solo, what's the? There's only one name that appears in your head, isn't yeah. it? I'm saying like Harrison Ford is so connected with that character, like it's almost impossible to separate the two of him. Robert Downey Jr. is so connected to Iron Man at this point. What what actor wants to take what what who wants to take on that expectation where oh, you yeah. are ninety nine point nine percent likely to fail? People are just going to be like, R- "Give us RDJ back, give us mm-hmm. g- give him back." Like, what are you doing here, Marvel? Yeah, um, I of course these movies are all going to be remade twenty thirty years from now and embedded in our brain in some other watching chip way to watch right. these things, but. I think the next few years, those actors, they're, in my mind, they're not aging out yet. 
You know, no. Yes, they're older, but they're not drastically different yeah, looking. Chris Evans is not going around with a walker like yes. now. Like, and uh, Hemsworth said that he may be. He he's was, up for it. He from was kind of done after Dark World. Mm-hmm. Like he was not enjoying those movies. He didn't feel like they just weren't fun to him. Then Ragnarok came around, and apparently he had such a blast on that he re- reversed his previous statement, saying Thor three is it for me. After that, he's gone. Maybe you know, maybe Thor four. Like I don't, I don't know. Ragnarok. The more I watch it, the funnier it gets, and I loved it the first time. Ragnarok is exceptional. Like it really. I think you and I recently spoke about yeah. it on one of the podcasts. But it's the movie. It's just funny. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I don't know a whole lot about that movie that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, uh, I I think I would have. Well, maybe it would have ruined it, but even I would have liked five more minutes with Strange because that whole thing was funny. Just all of it funny. Benedict Cumberbatch, like, is honestly, like, fantastic. And in any other expanded universe, like, that would be the star. Mm-hmm. Like, he is so good in that role. Unfortunately, he exists in the same shared universe as Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like th- that guy, he is he is a star pitcher just waiting, like, in the dugout to get called up. Like, th- that, th- just look look at look at his career. Like, look at him in Into Darkness. Look at him in the hop. I'm just saying, like, that guy is a hot ticket. And mm-hmm. he's playing a side character, essentially, yeah. right now. And he's a leading man. But we all are assuming, well, I am, anyway, so thus we all are assuming it's because of Doctor Strange that it's all going to magically, oh, they're not dead, yada, yada, yada. I'm assuming that's part of what's going to bring most of the characters back. My my assumption has to deal with the Quantum Realm and Captain Marvel. And um, Ant-Man and, and Wasp. Right, that's at the end of the movie when mm-hmm. Scott Lang is trapped in the quantum realm. Like, you don't have the Time Stone, you don't have um, the Eye of Agamotto, you don't have any of that. Like, to do that, the only other way that I can think that they're going to time travel and do it in a, and when I say realistic way, I, <laughs> I, I, I listen, I understand the, the, uh, the oddity of what I just said, but I think the quantum realm is how you get there. And the fact that they highlighted it, with the after credit sequence tells yes. me oh clearly tells me that 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 is going to play in very largely to infinity war also seeing as how the two of uh original ant-man and the wasp both got snapped for sure yeah um okay so you're happy with venom is it funny uh i'm guessing it's not ragnarok funny but is it amusing is it there, There is a lot about Venom that I don't think that they do correctly. Like, I think its Rotten Tomato score from the critics is a bit harsh and it's off because it's like at a 31. Like, it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, they're trashing it. The film is not that bad. Like, it's... What was it? They were... I believe Spider-Man 3 has a an aggregate score to that. Spider-Man 3 is a terrible movie. Like, I, I, I'm not going to defend that thing at all. Venom has a lot of parts of it that work, and then there's a lot of parts of it that, I, I don't they feel out of, when you ha, when you are existing in a world that Dark Knight and Iron Man basically changed the way you did superhero movies, this film 
is not either of them. And I, like I said, I don't mean it detrimentally. I'm not telling you not to see Venom. I saw it in 3D on a Friday night. Like, I had fun with the thing. Mm-hmm. The best thing about the movie, and I, th- this is going to sound weird, is Tom Hardy or Eddie Brock and Venom's relationship, which is essentially just Tom Hardy talking to himself. Mm. With that is the that is the most engaging, entertaining, and funny part of the movie. Like, there's a girlfriend character. The villain isn't particularly memorable, but if they take anything to the sequel and expand it, it needs to be Vent. I, I don't know exactly how to, Venom playing against Eddie or it's Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's an exceptional actor. Having double the Tom Hardy was a great thing for this. Oh, lovely. Like okay. Topher, Topher Grace was not a good Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. Like that may have been one of the things that just pushed me so fast and hard. Topher Grace was in Spider-Man 3? He was in Spider- He was Eddie Brock as Venom in Spider-Man 3. I... It's awful. Don't, <laughs> don't revisit it. I don't even know if I've seen don't, it. Don't. Don't. Just don't. Pretend there are only two Spider-Man movies. At least from the Sam Sam Raimi era of that, it's the the depiction is wrong. Like the special effects look stupid. I I cannot. I don't know anything that's right about that movie. Okay, I'm gonna like there as a comic book fan watching it. I'm just sitting there going, nope, nope. Which is the one with Sandman? That's that's also the one. Okay, fine. That is the that is the the positive point of Spider Man Three. Oh, okay, so the Spider Man Three, yeah. Because in my mind, um, that's the guy who's the mechanic on wings, and uh, now he's sand. That's, like. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, Venom Venom is actually it's not it is not an MCU Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite on that caliber. But if you enjoy the character, and you don't have sky high like. Don't go in expecting Infinity War or the original Iron Man, like the, those ga- or or the Dark Knight. Don't go in expecting a game changer. And is it dark er like um, the ones on Netflix? Does it fall in between? It's not even that mature. Like Venom does some pretty hostile things, but they're not R-rated. Like, when he bites somebody's head off, like, you don't see, like, the spine and the torso and blood going everywhere. You see Venom like bite their head off, but he eats them whole and then swallows them. Oh, like, it's he does terrible things, but you're not necessarily privy to seeing them before your eyes. It's like when the T Rex ate the lawyer in Jurassic it's, Park. It's 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 just like that kind of okay. violence. Like if you can if you can deal with the Jurassic Park level of violence, you can deal with the violence in this movie. Okay, uh, and like I said, Venom isn't necessarily a good role model, but Eddie Brock tries to keep him. In check, I guess, maybe, sort of. Um, Does Venom as Venom get to write the news stories? Because that could be entertaining. He, If he does, then he is controlling Eddie without his knowing. Okay. <laughs> but it's, like I said, there, there will be, with the amount of money it's made, there will be a sequel. There are positive aspects of this movie um, that need to show up in the sequel. But it, it, at, the, at its heart, it is a flawed film, but it's not Catwoman bad. Oh, like there was a lot like headlines were just like, oh, it's the worst superhero movie since. No, it's not. It's it's really not like it's not it's not as good as, like I said, an Iron Man or a Thor Ragnarok. But it's better than Spider-Man three and Catwoman. This is not Sony's worst effort in the Spider-Verse. Like okay. they the I liked Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't like Spider-Man three. 
Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, got bogged down trying to create a universe nobody had asked them to create. (laughs) Um, This film seems to wink at the possibility that there may be more adventures in this, but it's not so bogged down with it that the the film loses um, something because of it. So definitely matinee price worth it. I think so. and I I saw and it the was fun. I saw the 3D version of it like it it actually looked it's not avatar quality or gravity uh quality on, on as far as 3D Man gravity made me so anxious. I'm just, but like was that not an exceptional There's only a couple <sighs> times I've said yes. That was the proper way to do a oh, 3D film. I didn't see it in film. 3D. I haven't seen saw 3D it. on purpose in years. Oh, I saw, I saw, I saw oh, that one. That makes me sick just thinking about oh, it. Oh man, that in 7.1 surround sound. I'm I don't telling you, like gravity. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I had back trouble after I left. Like it was so tense. Yeah. Venom does not use the 3D quite to. I think it was one of those 2D to 3D conversions. But there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of action scenes that I think properly utilize the the camera work to mm-hmm. make the 3D work for it. But it's not necessary that you see it in 3D. Okay. So, after Adam delightfully messaged me that he'd seen Venom, I said, you have to see A Star is Born. And the text was not well received. I More, more or less, like I was telling her... I, I I will watch a Star Star Wars, Star Trek, <laughs> maybe even like Star Commander, like I, yeah, Star is Born. Like I am not telling you that I dislike Judy Garland or Barbara Streisand, but like I don't celebrate their entire catalog. Now here's the thing, um, and I, I believe this is the fourth this is, time the movie's been remade. Okay. Uh, first, you had it in 1932 with Neil Hamilton and Constance Bennett. Then you had, then I think next is the Judy Garland. No, then you had Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Frederick March. So did I, am I skipping a remake in here somewhere? (laughs) Those were the two early ones. I mean, I, I don't even think I was aware of the Constance Bennett one and I actually know who she is. But it was called What Price Hollywood, but it's the same story. Then uh, it's with Frederick March, who was a big deal in the 30s. Then you have what most people think is the first version of A Star is Born, and that is the one with Judy Garland and James Mason. Uh, and aside, Belinda Carlisle married his son. Okay, and that was in 54. So then the first big remake of the, A Star is Born Chris was Christopherson, Christopherson and, and Streisand. Yeah. So that was basically 30 years later, 1976. So we are more than 30 years out from that. So having seen, you know, I don't think I've ever actually seen the entire. I'm not going to lie to you. I have never seen, besides the most recent, A Star is Born. I have seen large parts of them. But I don't think I've ever watched the entire thing. Just because I, I love movies, I am aware of the story. The one with Judy Garland was, a lot of people thought it was her story because Judy Garland was Francis Gum and she became Judy Garland. But it, it was not her story. But this was the story of a young actress 
who is mentored by an older famous actor who is in decline and has and a drinking problem, yeah. and they get married, but she is a star, and he recognizes that, and she becomes a greater star than he ever was. So there's a there's a picture of Judy Garland with not quite jazz hands, but jazz hands around her face. That's from A Star is Born. And then, so you're, you're talking your your classic... 40s and 50s type of big shiny vibe and honestly that is probably the film people would remember her for had yes. she not done the wizard of Oz. correct very like, much so the the only reason that thing gets overshadowed is because of wizard of Oz. yeah but star is born was a huge huge hit for her then and then there was and, and i didn't see it then because i'm not that old but i do remember when uh, barbara streisand and Chris Christopherson remade A Star is Born because it was very, very 70s. And it was all like, what? Why? Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand. And then it was a lot of Barbara Streisand profile stuff. And people kept talking about her nose, which she's heard before. And it was all very uh, 70s, drinky, druggy type of thing and a whole different vibe. I think Fringe was involved. I'm pretty sure Fringe was involved. And... That's where the song Evergreen came from, which I think is a stunning song that Barbara Streisand sings. And so then it has sat there. Again, she became this uh, great singer, and Chris Christopherson, who legitimately is a, okay, singer in quotes, but a fantastic songwriter and actor. And so it's basically the same story. Uh, An older guy in decline... And meets a younger Picks woman, someone at, kind of out of yeah, out of obscurity, who he who he spots as having talent, and who he genuinely cares for because of his own demons, issues, yada yada yada. So now, the big thing is it's the screen debut for Lady Gaga, and uh, Rocket uh, put it all together. Of anybody, yeah. It, I, I guess going into it, that was one of my hang. A I, I, I can't say that I'm not a fan of the original because I've never seen it. I, right. I have honestly never seen any of them. But each time they I'm have not, completely redone it, as I can see. Yeah. Um, I, like Which I was, you'd have to. I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, Garland's. I wasn't a huge fan of Streisand's. I don't have anything against them, but like the... the he is a huge fan of Frederick March. He's just not willing to admit I, it. I mean, but who isn't? Yeah, who I know. isn't? <laughs> um, Going into it, like Bradley Cooper, I know from uh, Rocket Raccoon, the Hangover movies. Um, I, I'm, I actually, I like Bradley Cooper. Um, this did not seem like a film that was tailored to his talents. And he directed it. Also, it, this is starred. his um, his debut film that he he has helped write. Um, uh, is it and sings? Yes, he. Uh, well, I. If not, he is doing some exceptional lip syncing. Yeah, I think he does. But I believe that is him. Uh, Is it Eli? I believe it's Eric Roth. um, Also co-wrote it with him. Did Mm -hmm. uh, Forrest Gump. um, He's he's won a couple Oscars. And this is and this is country Um, ish country 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 by way of like maybe like Leonard Skinner or the Eagles. Okay, so more southern rock country. It's, yeah, that's the way it struck okay. me. Like, or very, very classic rock. It's not country in the way that, like, don't don't think like steel guitars, George mm-hmm. Strait, or like anything, any any two, 2018 country. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's very rock infused. Like with with a hint 
a hint of country in it. Okay. But like that's his character. He uh discovers uh Lady Gaga in a of all places, um a cross dressing bar. Mm-hmm. Um the he she is friends with the girls there and well men there. And but he's there because he um has issues with alcohol uh-huh. and he is out of it in his car and he tells his driver to pull over and he's like, Here, what's this? And he goes he goes, Well, I don't know if that's your kind of place. He goes, Does it have all alcohol in it? And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Well, that's my kind of place. Okay. Ends up going in there and she is performing. So like, is he a functioning alcoholic? Is that it? Or just he has at this he's point, developing it? At this point it is not debilitating, but like it it's it hangs on the fringe of mm-hmm. Fun- functioning like you're using starting to use functioning very very lightly there mm-hmm. but he discovers her the two of them strike up a relationship he discovers that she can sing can also songwrite like the two of them begin a relationship he starts developing that ta- talent like she goes on a couple of tour dates with him gets to perform with him on stage like and people are like they're they're connecting this through YouTube they're like oh did you see this like mm-hmm. eventually like she gets her own record de- like and so from what I hear and I think it's in the trailer, the moment when he brings her on stage by surprise to sing this song and Tells she hits her to come this to the concert. Note. Yes. Yes. That's Everybody's she, talking about that. Yeah, and that's, like I said, in in this particular one, it's YouTube that does it. Like, mm-hmm. she just blows up, and eventually the right people see it. Like, I, I guess the thing that makes this such a popular story to retell is... It's almost Shakespearean in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet can work in medieval times. It can work in the 90s. Like, you can really take those very simple presets in and plug them into wherever you want to make it work. Like, and it's, 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 a, it's a very simple, like, story that, again, like, every 20 or 30 years, you can do a unique spin on it. So, because there are so many versions of this, I'm not going to... I'm not even going to say this is a spoiler, but I'm just going to assume, like the others, it's not a happy ending type of movie, necessarily, no. for no. both parties. The the film ends on a down note. So that, to me, says Oscar. I, I will tell you this. I, I went into this film... Um, Kicking and screaming. I don't, I don't know if that's the... I, I was not enthusiastic. Did your spouse enjoy it? Um, I, she did not go like, really, she is, she does not watch girly girl movies. That's like girly girl she movie. is not, she doesn't watch romantic comedies. Like when, when I mentioned like that, I was going to, uh, have to go see the new Halloween. She got excited about that. Mm-hmm. When she saw the movie Hellfest was coming out, she got excited about that. Like she, she does not pick the traditional films that you would cliched mm-hmm. assume that a woman would want Which to see Which is why I you. enjoy her. But when I hear the word Bradley followed by the word Cooper, I'm there. <laughs> and it's just like, what? You're reading the phone book? Color me in. Um, I, I will say, that again, I did not go into this film um, agreeably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a genuinely entertaining film Um there were a lot of nuanced performances. Um, it's a very, it's a very slow burn. Like if you're expecting just a, mi- you know, mile a minute, like it's, it isn't that. The performances, like even from a a newcomer like 
I feel stupid calling her Lady Gaga because I don't think that's what her parents named her. No. But I, because I don't know what her real name is, um, even she... Stephanie? Now, she I is not... She ain't stepping outside her wheelhouse here. Like, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga playing a, 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 a person that had suddenly like has a singing career host it is Stephanie huh, uh, hoisted on them and can dance I don't think that's a stretch for her right that was like in eight mile however I don't, however. I don't think I don't think Eminem was pushing himself there being like a white rapper from the wrong side of the tracks I I think I know how he got in that headspace by that, the way eight mile pretty good movie well again He's not really pushing his limits there. It, it would be like Steven Spielberg coming to me and being like, Adam, I have this film about a white nerd that loves Star Trek. Um, <laughs> you can also, it? really, he, he has <laughs> diabetes and um, <laughs> like he, he really likes sandwiches and air conditioning. And I'm like, I, I will Daniel Day-Lewis this. <laughs> I got it, Steven. Like, I, I, I mean, that's that's literally the headspace that I live in. Like, yeah, she is not going outside of her comfort zone, but... She does it admirably. Like, but stylistically, she is not wearing a meat suit, Gaga. No, she is she not. Is she's not playing Lady Gaga. But I'm just saying, like, she's playing a singer. I think oh, I understand. Yeah. I, I, I got. I got it. Now, Bradley Cooper, like, is very unrocket and very unhangover in this movie. Like, he likes to play like slick talking jerks. I love slick talking jerks. He is not a slick talking jerk in this movie. Oh. D- dude's like just he is straight up acting and like mm. it is probably one of the stronger performances in the movie. Andrew Dice Clay what? is even in this movie. And I didn't realize it until the end of the movie because I was like, why do I know Bada him? Bing. Yeah, that yeah, Dice, okay, so, the Dice uh, man. Uh <laughs> That dice. <laughs> dice yes. jokes are rising to my lips. So, what is he in this? He is uh, Lady Gaga's father. Her character within mm-hmm. it, uh, she is Allie's father. Does he wear a wife beater? No, he actually like is wearing a very Sinatra esque get up <laughs> during a lot of the movie. Bob and Neil. Never mind. Uh- <laughs> Uh, as we said before, Bradley Cooper directed it, and I'm telling you, like, it was a very deft touch that he directed this with. Like, it, the pacing in it, like, uh, honestly, there's not a lot of, about this movie I didn't think was was right. And musically, pretty good. Yeah, I'd buy the soundtrack, mm-hmm. like, to it. Like, it was, it was not, like, I guess, coin, like, I, I never got irritated with the music, or it was just like, there's no way this would ever be popular music. Like, mm-hmm. if you see, like, a movie about music and they're just like oh and it became a number one hit like and you're sitting there going that song is awful there's no way that becomes a popular song anywhere believably these are songs that people would enjoy hearing Mm -hmm. like and there's a lot of there's a lot of music in this film for obvious reasons um the the music's good like i said the direction is solid the acting like is appropriate like the script is pretty tight like it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it's a well-made film. Uh, if you are a Star is Born enthusiast, you should check this version out. And if you feel you're being dragged to a horrible movie because your stereotypical girlfriend wants to see it, it is not a horrible movie. No. It, I mean, honestly, like if you like a, a solid, entertaining, if depressing uh, film, uh, honestly, like there's a lot worse 
like that you could do. Please tell me you went in at like ten o'clock Sunday morning. Oh, I start, did. That's, yeah. <laughs> the star is born for I one. Get, yeah. Yeah, that. And were you the only that one was there? the other one. I wanted I wanted Chris there as the buffer to just be like so I could like, you know, like she's making be, me. give that face that like uh, <laughs> I better pick the movie. <laughs> Star is born for one. <laughs> but like if it's just me, like then they're just like, Isn't this the weirdo that was watching Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs> What is wrong with this guy? Like, no, nobody batted an eye when I saw Venom, but like, they're just like, oh yeah, this is this is uh, this is the Sunday guy. <laughs> I hope Julia Roberts doesn't come out with a new movie. He'll probably want to see that. I'm waiting for Secret of the Traveling Pants too. <laughs> Bet this guy's got the Blu-ray back at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That is hilarious. Bet this guy religiously watches my best friend's wedding. Like, <laughs> it just, but I mean, like I said, in in the case of Crazy Rich Asians, like it was actually a solidly made film. Uh, a Star Is Born, like when I got home and she was like, "Well, how was it?" I was like, "Listen, don't stop me. It's actually a really good movie." Then you should have seen it. I I don't know what else to tell you. Like it's it's a little depressing, like especially towards the end. But like it's a the love story is believable. Like the the film just works. If this is any kind of premonition of what Bradley Cooper Cooper is capable of as a director in the future, like I don't know if this is just a one off for him. If he does it, like Eddie Murphy directed one movie. As far as I know, he's never directed another one. Bradley Wasn't that Norbert? It was um, Harlem Nights. Oh, uh, if he if Bradley Cooper decides that he wants to direct again, as long as this is not just like an oddity and that mm-hmm. it was just not yeah, th- th- this happened to be the one that he got right. If this is any kind of indication, if if acting ever slows down for him, he has a a second career as a director. Mm-hmm. He's Clint Eastwooding. Man, speaking of which, Clint Eastwood's new movie also like was a they showed the preview for it. What is his new movie? The Mule. <gasps> oh, that's Holy right. Ca- does this guy know how to make a bad movie? Like he doesn't. It just I'm watching the. the I even like the orangutan one. It is. I found the trailer gripping for his movie, and I'm just like, I mean, how many? How many? Films that tie you just reel you in like that is one person allowed to have like. Unforgiven. If Unforgiven's the only movie that he ever did, fine. Wait, he would be he'd be gold. But he didn't. He also did that. He did Million Dollar Baby. Like mm-hmm. he, the, the, he just keeps getting it right. Like uh, what was it? Uh, Mystic River. Like this guy just knows how to craft a film. Okay, and, and he's no slouch as an actor either. Oh no, not at all. And here's the thing. He's 88 years old, and I still get excited about see oh Clint Eastwood movie. Got to see that. Like I mean, on the uh, like go down da- like whatever whatever like portal you like to use YouTube, iTunes, whatever. Go check out the preview for the Mule and tell me that this film does not look like something you want to see. I don't know why it's leaving me right now. Probably because I just got back from vacation, my first in four years. <sighs> El Dorado? No, no, El Dorado. El Di- what was the car one? Gran Torino. Gran Torino. El Dorado, yeah. Gran Torino. Also, what a good movie. Also, a re- and the thing is, he also directs all these. Yeah. Like Unforgiven, he directed. Million Dollar Baby, he directed. Mystic River, he directed. The Mule, also directed. Pale Rider, he didn't direct. So cool. Like, 
Eastwood, like, or I mean, if you go back as far as the Dirty Harry movies, like he doesn't oh. direct. I think the first two, but it's it's like the third Make or fourth day. one. He directs. He even directed some of those. If you haven't watched the first, just you don't have to watch all of them. Just watch Dirty Harry. Watch Dirty Harry. Maybe Magnum Force. Like, you know, whatever. Just okay, watch, watch all the of them. Just, just watch all of them. They're they're. But the first Dirty Harry is quintessential. And exceptionally good. I did learn that apparently he was offered uh, Dick Tracy. Back really? In the, yeah. When, um, uh, what's The one that Warren Beatty. Yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. he he was in the one that was initially, like, tied to it. Also, um, Bruce Campbell was going to do a TV series. And I'll tell you, you know who has a square jaw just like Dick Tracy? Basically Bruce looks... Campbell. Yeah. Isn't that the name of his book, My Square leading, Jaw? No, it's not Leading With My Chin. That's Jay Leno's. It's, it's, le- it, 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 it is it's a chin. a yeah. chin thing. It's a very entertaining book. But the reason why Campbell never got to do his Dick Tracy TV show, Warren Beatty owns the rights to Dick Tracy, and he just didn't want any part of it. Now, granted, he hasn't done anything with Dick Tracy since 1990, Huh? but he blocked the TV series, and I'm like, why? you own that IP. You are going to have a TV show. Literally, you don't have to do anything, and the money just comes to you. Why did you not do that? Mm. This would have piggybacked on the... We talk into our watches now all the time. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason, Clint, I, like that really got me going. And guess guess who was attached at one point like to direct it? Martin Scorsese. What? Do, do you not want to see Martin Scorsese's Clint Eastwood starring Dick Tracy. Yes, I do. Oh, like I want to watch that now. Is it called Raging Tracy? I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, Scorsese ends up doing Goodfellas yeah, instead. Whatever. Like, but, still. but I'm just saying, like, is that not a movie that you were interested in seeing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just just putting it out there. All right. So, a star is born. Go see. Yeah. Honestly, like Venom. If you're a fan of superhero films. It is not a home run out and out, but honestly, there's enough there that you're going to like it. Star is Born is just a good movie. It normally like I, I we don't get like the 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 back to back ones like that are worth it. But honestly, mm-hmm. this was a good weekend for movies. Like if your girlfriend is into kind of like the tear jerkers, it's something you can sit through like as a boyfriend and not be de- demasculated or asleep. And and maybe after you've taken her to see A Star is Born, she'll let you go see Venom with her. <laughs> and um, are you planning, I know you're going to see Halloween, are you planning on Smallfoot? Well, I guess you have to. You have like a thousand children. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's a yes. Probably. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what's coming up next. Mm. I know I know Halloween is, I, I really want to think there's another like slasher-esque movie have you seen the clock in the wall Jack Black thing yet? I have not. I assume that's still out. I I would assume the, the poster was up. Okay, like, I, I did not ask them out. personally, but it it the poster for it uh, under the now playing. So mm-hmm. unless they're just messing with people, which would be funny, I would respect that. Yeah, it I, should be. I certainly would enjoy that immensely. Oh, I I move my apps around so much. You know, you know I've, how you can stop that. Oh, like I delete them and then re-add them. Oh, okay. All right. Well. That's what I mean. So um, that's, oh, and what was the last search? It was about Jack the Ripper. I got to get rid of that. 
It's a fascinating the things that we come up with. What movies are coming out? Oh, and that's the same screen I don't want. I'm I'm now oh, I'm done. Anyway, so two good films. Yeah. And uh, that were both released this weekend. And like, because of the downer side to it, and I predict an Oscar because we all know Oscar loves if the actor gains weight or loses weight, has something wrong with them intrinsically, uh, it has some sort of addiction and or dies, or a combination of all of the them. The only thing that I see going against this for like Oscar um, consideration is the fact it's not... It's not just a remake. It's a film that has been remade, what did we say, five? Was yeah, this the fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like originality, usually. Like, occasionally you get that misnomer, like when um, De Niro gets nominated for playing the same role that Brando got got nominated for. Mm-hmm. Occasionally you run into that stuff, but I think the fact that it is a five times remade film um, will probably disqualify it in a lot of... Um, Oscar, Oscar nomination, uh, hopefulness. Really? I don't know. About I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, but if this is, a, like I said, if this is any kind of indication of Bradley Cooper's work, he will probably eventually earn himself at least a nomination. Mm-hmm. If Warren Beatty, um, Kevin Costner, um, it, if there's any slew of actors turn director Robert Redford that can all go into that Cooper's got the chops oh okay I, I knew there was a song attached to it and uh, with Judy Garland it was the man that got away uh, which is an amazing song which I will not sing for you now it was nominated for many many awards it won Golden Globes for Judy Garland and James Mason nominated for Oscars but they did not win so that was the, the Judy Garland version. I'm just like the the that story has been lauded multiple times, mm-hmm. like For good in the reason. box office, and it sounds like it's also been Oscar. I'm not discounting it completely, but I'm just saying I I think the fact that it it is redundant in that sense may go against it. Okay, well, I guess we'll find out when you and I are sent our. Oh, that's right, we don't get to vote. Yeah, we don't vote on the Oscars anymore. <sighs> Those were the days, Adam. They really were. Those were the days, days, my friend. Okay. Uh, that's it. Parental guidance suggested. Venom and a star is born. Win-win. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Jay Nellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.